Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you with us. Could never do it without you. People are so sensitive these days, ladies and gentlemen. So, so, so sensitive. Everyone wants to react without reading. Why would he say this if he's one of us? We comment on what we say. We comment on what we say. That's what we we comment on what we see. We comment on what we say. Here's how you guys can be a part of the show. You can give us a ring at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663. The carpro.com text line is also there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go on the show. Coming up in this hour, Josh Pate says to expect chaos over the next three weekends in college football. Two regular season weekends, one conference championship weekend. He says, look, it's never been chalk. It's not going to be chalk right now. So we take a look at what the possible games of what's chaos plural, right? The possible games of chaos. I think it's the same thing. Um, The possible games of chaos in college football. We'll take a look at that in the very next segment. Then at 540, it is time for a segment you love. There are 10 FBS schools in North and South Carolina. Diesel and I rank them one through 10. How about that? My friends, uh, let's see what you guys are saying on the uh, carpro.com text line real quick. Uh, Diesel, you missed Gunner from Spartanburg when Brandon filled in. That sounded like the same guy. It did. Uh, Texter says Chad's mom slept with her brother about 273.75 days before Chad's birth. Oh, boy. Uh, Texter says, was that the old lady from SpongeBob looking for chocolate that just called in? I think so. Texter says, if Dabo went to Texas A&M University, should his buyout be at least twice as high as Jimbo's? He has twice the resume. Good point, Trey. Good point. Texter says, I'm a Gamecock, but a lot of the Carolina and Clemson fans have girl feelings. Morons, get out of here. So says Spur Daddy. What does that mean, Spur Daddy? Girl feelings. It is time for us to do that jam. We call it the top five at five. The top five biggest sports stories of the day. The top five topics we're discussing Ladies and gentlemen of the Upstate, Offsiders, the top five at five starts right now. And now, the top five at five. And five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. Five. 
At number five, my friends, how about this? Always got to keep you on your toes. If I said to you, how many teams in the FBS is Furman better than? How many FBS teams is Furman better than? Would you be surprised if I said 22? The most respected team ranking service in America is Bill Connolly's SP+. Okay? He's got Furman right now as the 120th best team in the country all levels, which means he's got them better than 22 FBS schools. Here are the schools that Bill Connolly, a guy that Josh Pate puts up on a pedestal, right? Here are the schools that Bill Connolly says Furman is better than right now. Colorado State, East Carolina, Buffalo, Western Michigan, Vanderbilt. Maybe that's why Furman played South Carolina closer than Vanderbilt did. Eastern Michigan, Tulsa, Hawaii, Sam Houston, UAB, UTEP, Central Michigan, Massachusetts, Temple, Ball State, New Mexico, Louisiana Monroe, formerly Louisiana Laugh Out Loud, Charlotte. Different schools. Florida those International. Are, are the same oh, schools. they are? No. Oh, it's you, Louisiana. You, Louisiana you, Monroe Louisiana is in Monroe. Louisiana Lafayette is in Lafayette. Two different schools. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, Charlotte, Florida International, Nevada, Akron, Connecticut, and Kent State. 22 different FBS schools. Bill Connolly says Furman is better than all of the above. Problem for Furman is the best FCS school Bill Connolly regards as the 36th best school in the country, South Dakota State. He says South Dakota State is sandwiched in between Troy, Maryland, Iowa State, and TCU in his power rankings. Like Karumba. Still, would you believe that Furman is better than 22 FBS schools? Pretty cool. Is it not? Next up. Four. At number four today on the show, we are having an open and honest conversation with you about what life is going to be like in the college football playoff expansion era. I believe there's going to be 16 teams that have a playoff or bust mentality every year in a 12-team playoff. I had somebody say to me, Mark, you got more than 12 teams listed here. Yeah, because some fan bases are not going to be happy. For these 16 schools, it's very clearly going to be playoff or we don't care about what bowl we got. Playoff or the season is over. Here are the schools. Clemson, Florida State, Oregon, USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Notre Dame. And how about eight SEC schools? Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, Texas, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, and Texas A&M. Don't believe me on Texas A&M? They just fired a coach that they had to pay a $76 million buyout to when no coach in the history of the sport has ever been paid a $20 million buyout. So what do you guys make of that? I think for those fan bases, it's going to be playoff or bust every single year. It's going to be going to create real black and white thinking. 
where nothing else matters. You know, fans are either going to be checked out or completely checked in. There's going to be no seasons anymore that are just kind of okay for the power brokers of college football. Is this good or bad for the sports? What say you? Next up. Three. At number three on the show today, I thought it was interesting. We got some audio here from both Dabo Sweeney and Dan Lanning. In the last 24 hours, both were asked about potential interest in the Texas A&M job. And let's just say they both answered the question very, very differently. Dan Lanning gave, in my opinion, the best answer to this question that I have ever heard. Here's his answer. Dan, are you interested in the Texas A&M gig? Yeah, we talk about outside noise a lot in our program. Um, I guess the reality here is, one, my name and uh, our program would never be in a topic of conversation for another school if, if we didn't have something here that everybody else wanted. And the reason we have something here uh, that everybody else wants, that's because of what our players, our coaches, the support that exists here in Oregon have created. I think I've been really, really clear here since day one. Uh, everything I want exists right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. Um, I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot that I want to accomplish uh, here at Oregon. My number one priority is being elite um, here at Oregon. And we have the resources, the tools, um, Anybody that can't understand why you would want to be here at this place doesn't understand exactly what exists here. The words of one Dan Lanning. I'm not going anywhere. There's a 0% chance I'll ever coach anywhere else. Now contrast that to how Dabo answered it. Man, I'm just focused on this job. Uh, Always have been and just trying to... Trying to find a way to beat North Carolina. That's it. Must be November. That's all I can say. So there you go. You know, here's what I would say. Dabo gave the answer he always gives. It's cliched. It is canned. It is not as strong as it could be. Right? Um, Dabo has always meant when he says that, that he's going to stay at Clemson. He also never says never. Dan Lanning is saying, I'm not going to go anywhere else. Now, you guys can lie to yourselves, okay? I choose not to do that. If I'm a Clemson fan, I'm saying to myself, man, I'd feel a lot better if Dabo would answer this the same way Dan Lanning did, right? That, to me, was a breath of fresh air. That, to me, was refreshing. Doesn't mean Dabo's leaving. It just means we've heard that answer a million times, you know? And you wonder if there's a little bit of chip on Dabo's shoulder from the one and a half percenters that he references this year. Next up. Two. At number two today. What is going on with Josh Allen, ladies and gentlemen? You know, if if you ask everybody, what is your power ranking of NFL quarterbacks? Josh Allen is in everybody's top three. But he hasn't played like a top three quarterback in a very, very, very long time. Guess who has been number one in the NFL in interceptions the last four seasons? Not cumulatively. He's been number one in the NFL in interceptions each of the last four years. How long are you guys going to keep putting him in your top three, in your top five? Hell, even in your top ten. We got a clip here from Josh Allen after dropping the game to ball, to Denver last night, 
Um, three Buffalo turnovers, including two Josh Allen interceptions. I saw the game. He's lucky there weren't more. Josh Allen says it sucks, and I wonder if he's talking about his own play. It sucks. Shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. A lot of bad football. A lot of bad football. The words of one Josh Allen. Look, guys, they fired Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator. They made a change there. They had to make a change there. They are wasting a talent. Brian Dayball made Josh Allen look like an MVP. Without him, he looks like the raw parts, the raw ingredients of a meal that could be good, but without Brian Dayball, isn't. And finally, one. You know, um, the the game last night ended in a wild and wacky way. Uh, Denver lined up for a game-winning field goal that they only had to attempt because they botched two extra points earlier in the game. They missed one of them. The holder dropped the extra point snap on the other one. So Denver's lining up for a game-winning field goal, and instead of just spiking the ball and taking their time, they did what's called a mayday floor, uh, field goal drill where the clock is counting down and they've got to do it real fast and quick and no one has time to think. And, well, let's just play for you how it sounded. 41-yard try for the win. Lutz, he missed it, but a flag is down. 12 men on defense, five-yard penalty. Wow. Go fourth down. And this will move the ball inside the 20, and it becomes a 36-yard game-winning field goal attempt by Will Lutz. Good snap, good hold. Kick, perfect. And the Broncos have come to Buffalo, and they're going to leave with a win. 24-22. How about that? How about that? Denver is now winners of three in a row. Buffalo is now outside of the playoff picture. We have, coming up on tomorrow's show, a look at the coach's hot seat in the NFL. Is Sean McDermott, Buffalo's head coach, on that list? You bet your bottom he is. You bet your bottom he is. And I don't get why Buffalo Bills fans are saying otherwise. No are today's top five at five. Now it's your chance to chime in, which you can do at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663. Thecarpro.com text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go. You can get to us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube at the Fan Upstate on everyone. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and subscribe to us on YouTube. We'd love to have you. Also, Diesel, tell our listeners how they can uh, hit us up on all of our podcast channels as well. We're hitting some really exciting download numbers. Thanks to all of you guys. Yeah, we are. Uh, we are barreling towards our goal for the year. I remember a few me- a few weeks ago, Mark, you and I were both like. I don't know if we're going to hit our number, which we set a lofty goal, a big jump from what we had last year. Uh, but uh, whatever podcast platform it is, you, the listener, like to get your podcast from. We are on 
All of them. We are on the Odyssey app, which is free, by the way. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Make sure you search for Offsides with Mark Ryan and hit that follow button, subscribe, like whatever the nomenclature is for for whatever platform you're on. And even better yet, if there is an auto-download function, make sure you turn that on. And then you get to uh, you get to consume all of our bite-sized pieces of the show that we put out. You know the best of the best content. We also have the hour-long blocks of the show. All of that on all of those platforms. That's it, guys. We'd love to have you on all of the above. We appreciate you so much. Uh, we realize, you know, that there are some other shows that have a zero percent chance in the Upstate of ever tweaking you, of ever making you slightly upset. But we, we know that you come here to Offsides, understanding the name of the show, Offsides, and you expect every once in a while you're going to take a couple jabs. That's the nature of our show. It's who we are. It's what we do. Coming up next on the show, Josh Pate forecasts doom for some in college football, otherwise known as chaos the rest of the way. So let us get your best opinion of where and when chaos itself is going to happen. That, my friends, is next. And this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Up State rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Always thrilled to have you guys with us here on the most interactive sports radio show you will hear anywhere he has been hanging patiently on the line. Let's get to him right now. Jason in Columbia. Oh, okay. Okay. We did lose Jason. Jason, sorry about that. You feel free to call us back if you would like. Always good to hear from you, my friend. Thank you so very, very much. Um, let's see here. We, my friends, want to get to the audio that I sent Diesel about Josh Pate. Now, Josh Pate was on a different show, and um, it's interesting to me. You know, to me, the, the rest of this college football season seems pretty straightforward, okay? It seems pretty straightforward to me, all right? Um, I think you got the Michigan-Ohio State winner that's going to the college football playoff. You got the Georgia-Alabama winner that's going to the college football playoff. You have the Oregon-Washington winner that's going to the college football playoff. And then you got Florida State, who nobody in the all-cupcakes conference can seem to find a way to beat. Everyone gets close. Nobody can get over the hump. So to me, as I look at this today, the best odds of making the uh, playoff belong to Florida State. They're the only team, in my opinion, 
that does not have a losable game remaining on their schedule. Diesel, do you think I have that laid out pretty accurately? Winner of Washington and Oregon goes. Winner of Michigan and Ohio State goes. Winner of Georgia, Alabama goes. And then Florida State, people are telling me Texas is going to go. People are telling me if Georgia loses to Alabama, they can still go. Maybe the Michigan-Ohio State loser can still go. But I know in my heart that the Georgia-Alabama winner is going to be there, that the Michigan-Ohio State winner is going to be there, that the Oregon-Washington winner is going to be there, and I don't see anybody upsetting Florida State. How did I do? Uh, I think you did fine, but... No, no, that's a penalty! He wasn't playing the ball! Referred to the ACC as the All Cups Cake uh, All Cupcakes Conference earlier in the season, you yourself said that you wouldn't call them that anymore, <laughs> and you have not yet presented evidence as to why they have regained the moniker of All yeah. Cupcakes Conference. So you, sir, are penalized for going back yeah. on your word. Yeah, that's that. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, it adds <laughs> it adds color to a segment from time to time. Diesel, it adds color. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that's that's a completely fair flag. You can throw the flag. I I, I accept the flag. But no, I, I don't I don't see anybody uh, I don't see anybody coming up from the from the rear view and making a push for this thing. Uh, I really don't. I think I think you were fairly accurate there. So let's hear what Josh Pate had to say, and then I want to ask you guys: Where do you see the chaos raining down that Josh is discussing? Josh forecasts fire and brimstone and what was the line out of Ghostbusters? Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, right. Like the line from Ghostbusters. Like that's, you know, that's what uh, that's what Josh Payne is forecasting here. So I say to you guys, what anarchy, what total chaos do you see? Here is what Josh Pate said earlier today. The volcanic Saturday hasn't happened yet. And history tells us we're not making it through a college football season where all this chalk holds. There's no way. What may happen is we get one week deeper into November than usual and people convince themselves this is the anomaly year and then it blows up. But there's just, there is no way that's about to happen, man. There's absolutely no way. So I think that may be one domino. I think we still have several dominoes to fall. Like there are multiple dominoes in the top 10 still to fall. That's why I keep I keep having folks, I'm talking about like friends of mine, not on shows, friends of mine asking, is Alabama going to get screwed? Alabama's going to be in, man. They win, and they're going to find a way in, and that committee's going to find a way in for them because there's going to be a clear path. I just believe that until I am actually shown otherwise on the field. So I think you may be right about what we're going to witness. So he believes that we're, that we're trending toward chaos. What do you guys believe? What is the chaos that we are going to see? So what do you say we go through these scenarios? Could the chaos be Georgia losing at Tennessee or at Georgia Tech? (laughs) I can't even say that without laughing. Tennessee looked so bad last week to Missouri, 36 to 7. Then I, you know, Diesel, I'm looking at the line of Florida, Missouri this week. And I, I might do something that, that should result in me losing my fan card. Missouri's favored by 11.5 points against Florida. I just saw Missouri beat Tennessee by 29. Am I a bad fan if I just say, hey, this is money for me? I'm going to give up 11.5 points. You can have them. 
Missouri's going to roll Florida this weekend? I mean, I probably should lose my fan card for that, right? I haven't done it yet, but I'll tell you what, I don't see a better bet in college football than just having to give up 11.5 points on the road. You know, Missouri's going to destroy Florida next week. So is chaos. Does, does Georgia lose to Tennessee or Georgia Tech? That, to me, is interesting. I don't see it happening in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Michigan has at Maryland before they host Ohio State. Is there a loss at Maryland? Come on, man. Come on. There's no chance of that whatsoever. Ohio State is next up. They host Minnesota. Is there a loss there? No. Minnesota brings a knife to a gunfight every single weekend. They only beat the teams that can be beaten in a knife fight. Okay? Minnesota can't beat Ohio State with their pellet gun. Come on. Florida State, now here's an interesting one, has North Alabama this week. This is unfair. This is unfair. Florida gets Missouri the week before Florida State, and Florida State gets North Alabama on the CW. (laughs) Really? Uh, Might as well have a bye week, Florida State. Isn't this special? Yeah, they're going to air somebody beating the hell out of some young adults. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And then Florida State goes to Florida. Um, Florida State at Florida. I don't think I'm being a homer here. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. I'd pick Florida State to win. But when we looked at the, this stretch of three games for the Gators at LSU, at Missouri, home against Florida State, I said bar none, the best shot to win is home against Florida State. Let's look at Oregon. My dad says Oregon. I don't understand that. He said that my whole life. I still don't get it. I think they uh, say Oregon. Do they really? Yeah. Oregon. It's like it's uh, like people from Colorado say Colorado. I yeah. think. Is that right? You lived there for a while. I you're not there. from there because you're from New York, but you, you lived <laughs> there for a while. They say Colorado. I can confirm, I can confirm that they do say Colorado. That, that, is, that is absolutely accurate. Um, and you look at Oregon's schedule. They play pathetic at Arizona State, and then they host very well-coached DJ Uyunglele-led Oregon State in the, don't call this the Civil War, even though that's what it used to be called, number 12 Oregon State, the final game of the year. But it's at Oregon. Could that be a competitive game? Could that be a competitive game? Then you've got Washington. You know, Washington closes the season at Oregon State this weekend. That could be a loss, Diesel. That could be a loss. Washington at Oregon State could darn well be an L. All right. Washington's been skating by for quite some time. The Apple Cup, Washington State. It's funny. They don't make you change a name as, uh, as weak sauce as Apple Cup, do they? They make you change the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. They make you change the Civil War. You don't have to change the Apple Cup. Oh, how cute. The Apple Cup. Um, don't have to change that at all. Washington could lose. So what is the potential chaos that we see? I think we could see Washington lose to Oregon State. We could see Oregon State, Oregon being a close game. Okay, you could see that. You could see Florida give Florida State a game. That could happen. Uh, I don't see Georgia getting a, a challenge from either Tennessee or Georgia Tech. I don't see Michigan 
getting a challenge from uh, Maryland, and I don't see Ohio State getting a challenge from Minnesota at all. In other words, I don't really, you know, I'm not seeing much of the chaos that Josh Pate is forecasting, and I look forward to talking with him about that tomorrow. You know, I, uh, I really do. 844-FAN-PHONE, that's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663 is the number. Let's get to what you guys are saying on the carpro.com text line. Let's see here. Texter says, I think Dabo could have blended what he said with what Dan Lanning said. A little old and new testament, if you will. Uh, possibly. Texter says, uh, Gator Nate says, you forget that plenty of coaches have said, I'm never going anywhere, and then proceed shortly thereafter to go somewhere. Right, Texter, Gator Nate, you're right. So what do texters do now? What, what do coaches do now? They don't give you that assurance, except for Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning says it, and it's like the best breath of fresh air I ever had. Diesel, you got that clip from Dan Lanning earlier today. Uh, Dan Lanning was asked about Texas A&M, listen to how definitive he is about not leaving Oregon for Texas A&M. And again, whether your coach is Dabo Sweeney or whether you you have a, another coach you love in college football, maybe you're a Minnesota fan and P.J. Fleck, you want your head coach to deny interest in another job the way that Dan Lanning does right here. Yeah, we talk about outside noise a lot in our program. Um, I guess the reality here is, one, our, our, my name and uh, our program would never be in the, a topic of conversation for another school if, if we didn't have something here that everybody else wanted. And the reason we have something here uh, that everybody else wants, that's because of what our players, our coaches, the support that exists here at Oregon have created. I think I've been really, really clear here since day one. Uh, everything I want exists right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. Um, I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot that I want to accomplish uh, here at Oregon. My number one priority is being elite um, here at Oregon. And we have the resources, the tools. Um, anybody that can't understand why you would want to be here at this place doesn't understand exactly what exists here. I'm not going to be coaching anywhere else. There is a 0% chance I'll be coaching anywhere else. I don't know. Dabo has the mindset, never say never. Right? Dabo hasn't left. But, you know, if I'm a Clemson fan, I would love to hear what Dan Lanning said as opposed to what Dabo Sweeney said when asked about the question, which is the typically vague, I'm focused on this job, right? But you've all seen coaches leave after giving the kind of answer that Dabo Sweeney did today. Man, I'm just focused on this job. Uh, always have been, and just trying to trying to find a way to beat North Carolina. That's it. Must be November. That's all I can say. I'm not starting anything. I'm just saying there's differences in how they responded to the question. Okay? Do I think Dabo's going to leave? No, I don't. But you know, if if I'm a fan, I would strongly prefer to have the door slam shut the way that Dan Lanning did. Okay. That, that's just my preference. I give Dan Lanning all the credit in the world. Brandon Burnett says, Mark, the Bills are like the tables their fans jump through. They crumble under pressure. Outside, that, most definitely the case. 
Texter says, Mark, here is the chaos that you're talking about. Texas wins out and Alabama wins out and Texas gets in over Alabama because Texas has already beaten Alabama. Uh, that would be fascinating, Texter. And unfortunately, we do have precedent of head-to-head not mattering in that sense. Oh, uh, yeah, but Alabama was one loss in the SEC. It doesn't matter that Texas beat them head-to-head. We already, we already have precedent on that. I'm not saying I agree. I'm saying the precedent is there. Let me ask you this question, Lee, in Traveler's Rest. If Alabama were to beat Georgia, you think they jump one loss Texas over them because Texas beat them in September? I would, but will they? I don't think so. Texter says chaos is Florida State losing the ACC title game to Louisville. That is chaos, Texter. That is massive chaos. But I don't see that happening. Do you? I just don't see that happening. Uh, Texter says is outside noise the new rat poison? Yeah. Sounds that way to me. Uh, Texter says, Mark, I believe that Dabo Sweeney will not commit to staying at Clemson because he's still ticked at the fans who don't appreciate it. So is this the whole, you know, like you're in a relationship and, you know, you haven't taken your girl out in a while and she gives you a little taste of what it would look like if she left? You think that's what Dabo Sweeney's doing here? He's making you think. He's making you wonder a little bit. He's been doubted a little too much. He really has no intention of leaving, but he's going to make you worry about it for a month or two between now and February. You're gonna, he's going to let you stress about it a wee bit. Do you guys think that's what's going on? Texture says, Mark, chaos will be Tennessee beating Georgia. The reason is that Tennessee always has a stupid upset win every year at home. Great text. Um, yeah, I just, guys, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. You know, um, Missouri gave Georgia a game. Missouri throttled Tennessee. You can't always go by transitive property. A beats B, B beats C, so A beats C. I just, uh, talent-wise, personnel-wise, I don't see it. I think Georgia has a comfortable win at Tennessee. It may look like it's a game at halftime, you might have a 17 to 10 halftime score, right? And then, you know, Georgia will pull away. They'll win 31, 33 to 17, something like that. You know, it just, it'll be a relatively comfortable Georgia victory. Then they're at Georgia Tech to end the, end the season. You don't see them losing there, do you? At all? I mean, I, I'm sitting here watching college football again, saying to myself, Georgia's the bloody best team in America again. And I hate it. Hate it. Can't stand it. Prove to me that I'm wrong, please. Up next, Diesel and I will give you our North and South Carolina top 10. That is next. This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Hope you're having a great week, man. Tomorrow, where are we going to be? 
8004 Warren H. Abernathy Highway in beautiful Spartanburg, South Carolina for a full live show, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Spartanburg, you are the upstate town that shows up and shows out for a live show the best. Let's make sure tomorrow is no different. All right? You guys are the best. Like, every time we have a big show, I'm always saying, can we do it in the Berg, man? The Berg shows. They show up. They show out. I cannot wait to be back in you tomorrow, Spartanburg. It's going to be great. Uh, 3 to 7 p.m. right here on the Fan Upstate with Offsides. All right, each and every week on Tuesday, I look forward to it. We do a little ditty we call the North and South Carolina Top 10. There are exactly and precisely 10 FBS schools in North and South Carolina, and it's our job to rate them. That's right, it is our job to rate them, my friends. So how are we going to do just that diesel what do you got for me today i will tell you this i think last week we had the exact same top 10 this week i assure you we are going to have some differences at least the way i see it yeah there's some shuffling around at the top and i I think the uh for the most part though mine hasn't changed a lot it's the dividing line between uh the teams that are playing good football and the teams that are playing bad football has shifted. At number 10, I still have ECU. They're at 2 and 8. At number 9, I have Charlotte the Harlot because everybody seems to score on them. Uh, they're 3 and 7, but they actually showed a pulse and put up 38 points against uh, an 8 and 2 Memphis team last week. They actually showed some offense. Number 8, I've still uh, I've got Wake Forest at number 8. They're stumbling down the stretch. Number 7, I've got App State at 6 and 4. They're peaking. They had a 42-14 win on the road last week at Georgia State. That's not that really uh, – it's really not all, the, not all that impressive um, but because it is Georgia State after all. Number six, I've got South Carolina. They're four and six, but they seem to be rounding a corner. They seem to be peaking right now. Number five, I've got Coastal Carolina. They're seven and three, but they don't have Grayson McCall. He is done for the season. Number four, I've got Duke at six and four. They're still dangerous, but they're faltering down the stretch. Number three, I've got North Carolina. They spanked, uh, they put up a lot of points on Duke last week, but they gave up a lot of points. Their offense is fine. Their defense sucks. They're going to have to get in a shootout with everybody for the rest of the season. Number two, I've got Clemson at six and four. Uh, Looked bad early, but they are peaking. Similar story to what's going on with South Carolina and with App State. And at number one, not by much. I've got NC State at seven and three. I think the dividing line uh, is uh, is that is the uh, gap between number eight and number nine, which would be the gap between Wake Forest and Charlotte. That's the gulf uh, from one to eight. I think there's there's a fair amount of parity after that. That's when teams really start to suck. So let us check this out, Diesel. You tell me how many differences we have. I've got East Carolina at number ten, but it is cool. That, that every single team in North Carolina and South Carolina right now has multiple wins. How about that? Number nine, I've got Charlotte. Number eight, I've got Appalachian State. Seven, Coastal Carolina. Believe you me, I'm looking for any reason to put one of the group of fives over a power five, and I just can't do it at this stage. I've got Wake Forest now number six, 
South Carolina, last two weeks, weak opposition, but playing some of its best football. Can they beat Kentucky? I say yes. Jake Crane says no, but I've got the Gamecocks number five. Uh, We saw the game last week. It went into double overtime, and Duke is kind of a shell of its former self. I've got Duke four, North Carolina three, Clemson all the way up to number two now, Diesel, and NC State number one. What do we differ on? Uh, We differed in our opinions on Wake Forest, our opinions on Coastal Carolina. I think those were the two biggest ones. Coastal Carolina still put up some points last week with their backup quarterback. He's obviously not Grayson McCall. Uh, That dude was an absolute baller. Sucks to see his college career end the way that it did through injury. But uh, even with their backup, Coastal seems to be finding something right now. They're a very dangerous football team. And uh, I I do believe that if you put Coastal and South Carolina on a neutral field, that you'd have a very tight football game. Now, I don't disagree with that. So how about this? Let's close with the guy that Josh Pate really respects, Bill Connolly and his S&P Plus. Let's go through his top 10 based on his rankings. Starting at number 10, he says East Carolina Diesel is the 124th ranked team in America. Out of 132. They're 10th. They're 10th, right? Uh, He's got, let me see here. Uh, Oh, boy. Be Charlotte probably next. Yeah, I do think, I definitely think uh, Charlotte is next. But I, okay, I'm sorry, Diesel. Charlotte is 10th, 164th. Okay, Ooh. so Charlotte is outside the 130 of, uh, of the FBS. There's quite a few FCS teams he's saying are better than Charlotte. That's embarrassing. Then he's got East Carolina number 126. Uh, then the next two would be Coastal Carolina and Appalachian State. Let's see where he has them. Uh, scrolling up the list, scrolling up the list, scrolling up the list, scrolling up the list. The heck are these teams, man? Appalachian State Diesel, he says, is number 60. The 60th ranked team in America. Okay, that's pretty good. Coastal Carolina, he's got 55th. All right, so, wow. I mean, that's a lot better than a lot of people, uh, a lot of people think. A lot of people give them credit for. All right, now where would Wake Forest be? Uh, Wake Forest Diesel is below those two. He's got Wake Forest below Appalachian State. See, I was right. And, and below Coastal Carolina. He says Wake Forest is number seventy-seven. So he's got Charlotte last, East Carolina ninth. He's got Wake Forest eighth. Appalachian State, 7th, right? Um, And Coastal Carolina, 6th. Then he's got South Carolina, 5th. He's got... At what position? 4th. 5th at what position? Uh, 5th at number 50. Okay. Okay? Coastal Carolina's 55. Appalachian State is 60. He's got South Carolina at number 50. Uh, Then at number 4... He's got NC State at 43. All right. Then he's got Duke at 33, at number three. And then he's got Clemson number two at 20 and North Carolina number one at 18. So this week, Diesel, we have number one at number two, North Carolina at Clemson, number 18 at number 20. According to the S&P Plus, this is a guy like this is considered the Bible when it comes to ranking 
college football teams at all levels. And it gives you food for thought, doesn't it? I mean, like, what's the formula that produces Appalachian State and Coastal being almost as good as South Carolina and better than Wake Forest? What's the formula there? I'd love to know what it is. Um, 22 teams, by the way, guys. 22 uh, in the FBS. 22 FBS teams Furman is ranked higher than. I did see 22 different teams. Yeah, I did see a bowl projection yesterday, Mark. And obviously these things are, are you know, throwing poo against a wall. You never know what's going to happen. But I did see a bowl projection that puts uh, App State versus Coastal Carolina. Or excuse me. App State versus South Carolina in the Gasparilla Bowl. Ooh, that would be how interesting. How about that? Yeah, it would be. I'm down. Count me in. And count you guys in for the 6 o'clock hour, which is coming your way next, right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate.